welcome. It is UK Cowboys TV. It's season one, episode 38, and it is a New Year's special, post-game special, and of course, unfortunately, the end of the season uh, special, part one, because uh, we've got part two coming up later this week. But this week, we've got Brian with an eye with us, and of course, the return of one of our favourites in the special guest uh, bracket. We've got Big Game James. How are you doing, my friend? Man, I'm feeling good. Anytime y'all call me, hit me up and jump in that inbox, I'll be doing cartwheels. I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> we about to get it in. <laughs> hey, and we're doing cartwheels when you say, yeah, of course I'll come, uh, I'll come back. We love it. Hey, it's all good. Let's do this. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into the, first of all, because the, the, we've got quite a bit of content uh, and some questions I sent you guys. Um, so we'll get jump straight into it, into post-game. The Cowboys... One, uh, they're actually ironically their biggest win of the season 47 16 against uh Washington mm-hmm. the last game at ATT in 2019. Um, it is, of course, uh, although it was a big win, unfortunately, the Eagles also won, which means that for the Cowboys, I don't need to keep rattling on, that is it, uh, for us. There's no post game, um, but for yourself, big game, um. I'll ask this question first of all before we go over it. Generally, overall, what would you give the grade to the Cowboys' season? <laughs> I know that's a sneaky one. I've just dropped in there. Uh, didn't make the playoffs. Mm. Less than expectations. I'm gonna give it a C minus. Yeah, I was. I would give. I would give it a D, but because they were still in it at the end. That's mm-hmm. why I'm going to put it in the C minus realm. But considering expectations, I predicted the Cowboys would be 12 and 4 this season after coming off the 10 and 6 season. Mm-hmm. We had the talent to do it. And mm-hmm. what's so frustrating about it was that every time the Eagles lost and we had a chance to take over the division and put a stranglehold on it, the Cowboys couldn't do it. And that was the most disheartening thing to me throughout the whole season. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I've got it as a, a C minus as well. You going with C minus there, Brian? Hundred percent. That was exactly yeah. the words I was thinking of when when you yeah. said the question. Yeah, I'm, I think we're all exactly in the same boat there. Like you say, you can't give it a D because especially when you look at some of the wins they had, like the Rams, um, huge win. That last game, Redskins, they were just you know if they had played like that all season, um, I think you're looking at a sixty-no season. <laughs> Although but see, I'll... the problem was, see, the problem was, sorry about that, Irish Brian, but the, just a quick saying right quick, the problem was to me, too many times we did that against mediocre teams. Too many times we did that against teams that weren't good. When the bell was called for us to step up and play these good teams, because I made a video in week three when we were going into that meat of the schedule, I said contender or pretenders. I think we had talked about it, and I said yeah. that's what we're going to find out. And every time we played that team where we were supposed to contend and take that next step, it didn't happen. And that's, once again, that's the frustrating part. No, I do. I recall that yeah. conversation that we had. Yeah. But I mean, looking at the Redskins game, um, we'll, we'll wash through this quickly. Who have you got, Irish Bry or Bry with an I, as your offensive MVP? Can only be one guy, number 13. Yeah. Uh, Hatrick of touchdowns has proven that he can be a 1A receiver. Mm-hmm. I, it, it was probably one of the easiest choices all season. Yeah. Okay. Big game. Who have you got? 
I'm going to go with Dak just because he stepped up. A lot of people were wanting to see if he could throw that ball. A lot of people wanted to see people wanted people see, oh, well, you know what? He hasn't thrown for over 200 yards a game. He's not doing this and that. And for him to come out and get almost Tony, Mo- Tony Romo's record, I mean, he only missed it by one yard, 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns, three rushing, um, 11 picks, and a few of those bounced off receivers' hands, so he could have been under that. Had 100% rating, 65 completion percentage. So for me, uh, I know it was uneven in some games, and we were frustrated. I know even I was, but for a lot of people were wanting to see if Dak could do this, and he has shown in this year he can do it. So we'll see. Yeah, no, yeah. totally with you. Um, I've got Dak as my MVP for that one. Four touchdowns, yeah. 138 uh, QBR, definitely the way. I mean, uh, what we'll do is we'll segue straight into one of the questions I sent. Um, Dak, so as you say, 303 yards, plus there was some rushing yards and a big 20-yard um, yeah. rush that he got, which was just, uh, I'd, I'd had a bit to drink at that point, so I'd <laughs> jump it up. <laughs> um, do you think, and I'll ask you first big game, that with this game, 303 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 138 QBR, so just slightly off perfect. Um, do you think with everything else that he's done uh, in his rookie time with uh, the Cowboys, he's done enough to earn a big contract? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. Now, I'll be honest with you. Um, some of the, like I said, the performance, and I love Dak, but some of the performances have been uneven. And when, even when you see a game like this, I say to myself, this is against the Redskins. They didn't have a lot of their playmakers in the game mm-hmm. on defense. This was kind of like a meaningless game to them for me because they're trying to get Chase Young in that draft. You get what I'm saying? So they set a lot of people because they're trying to get that. So it's hard to evaluate him sometimes when you see him dominating not the good teams, but the bad teams. But I will say this, throughout his career, he has played in big games. He has won big games. And if you look at from start to finish from his rookie year where he was not even supposed to even be playing, I look at Romo's career, he sat for three years and then got the opportunity. Dak was not even supposed to play. So when I look at that from from first year to now, I would definitely say he has definitely earned it. If you look at a lot of these quarterbacks in the NFL, they have not put the numbers that Dak Prescott have, and they have got the money. So why shouldn't Dak get his? Definitely, yeah. Um, do you think, um, Brian, he's doing a contract, or do you think that maybe perhaps next year you're going to see something like a franchise tag uh, with that? Do you think that's more of a way they're going to go? Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I mean, we, we, we've got to look at this through the prism of we're – Although we don't know yet, we're, we're almost 99% sure that Garrett is gone. So you yeah. have to look at it through the prism of who's the incoming head coach, what, what style of game do they want to play. And I think it would be very, very clever of us to use the franchise tag on that this year. And it, yeah. gives that, it gives that head coach a year to assess and say, does that fit what I want to do? I, I, I think the guy has earned himself a contract no matter what, and I would give him a contract. But you have to look at it through that prism of what what does a new head coach want. So I would I, I would use yeah. the franchise tag on him. But also talking of uh, go on, sorry mate, go on. No, no, I was I was just going to say I would use the franchise tag on him, and then depending on what we're doing with Amari, I would use the transition tag there. Okay, so uh, talking of Amari, um, he had a, a just shy of a hundred yards in this game, uh, zero touchdowns, but that was just because. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, MVP Gallup, 
uh, mm. just absorbing every single uh, <laughs> touchdown, getting into the painted area uh, as often as he could. Do you think Cooper this season uh, and what he's also done halfway through the season before previous, would you say big game he's done enough and he's met expectations for that first round pick that we gave up? I definitely feel like he's met expectations. If you look at a first round pick that we gave up and you look at this year, we got to understand that he's had the injuries. He's had plantar fasciitis. I've had that. That's not a good injury. That's a terrible injury, especially for a receiver. And for you to come off with 79 receptions, 1,189 yards, which is a career high. You average 15 yards per catch, which is also a career high. You had eight touchdowns, which is also a career high. Your career yep. high in total receptions was 83, and you were just off that mark with 79. Yeah, you definitely approved it. And then when you go on to last year, combined total from the Oakland Raiders to the Cowboys he still hit 75 receptions for a thousand yards that's two back-to-back a thousand yard seasons he was a playmaker all year yes um I in my head does he sulk yeah that bothers me because he I feel like he does but at the end of the day if we're talking about performance on the field he definitely has earned a contract and if you're looking at these other guys that are getting paid uh, especially like a Brandon Cooks with New Orleans who doesn't Mm -hmm. have the numbers as him and he's getting the money Washington Amari getting paid as well yeah, of course, um, when you look at it as well, um, when you look at wide receivers taken in the first round in the last, uh, and we, we, we're talking decade later on, but if mm-hmm. you look in the last decade, there's like literally about half a dozen of those wide receivers taken in the first round in the last decade that have had uh, seasons of more than a thousand yards or have made the Pro Bowl. I think only five of them have made the Pro Bowl. Exactly. It's not easy. That is crazy. Um, ironically, one of them, of course, is Amari Cooper. So mm-hmm. we're one of the lucky ones. Um, but you feel yeah. he's he's done enough, Bry, as well? Yeah, 100%, I do. Um, what, I, what I like, and I, I know as Big James, James said to us, like, that, yeah, he cancelled good times. But I like yeah. the way he talks. It's, I want to be here. I feel comfortable here. And mm-hmm. I think it was... Um, I think it was Jane said it to us in the preseason that he was going through a change of agent and that was what was delaying things. And the fact he said, I feel at home here, I want to be here, that tells me everything I want to know about the guy. I think I don't think he's going to be looking for that absolute I want I want to be the top paid wide receiver. I think he'll be happy to take maybe fourteen to sixteen million, which is not going to put us in salary cap issues, which is what we want. You know, and that's that's what you want from a team, you know, that's saying we're here. We think we can win. We're not all about the money, you know, and that's that's great to see because, yeah, we're paying Zeke as the top paid running back. Um, but, you know, that's that's the only one. Um, and, it, you know, that's that's my view on it. So I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. All right. Then. Well, moving on to the de- defensive side. Uh, big game. Who have you got as your defensive MVP? Robert, the mighty, mighty Quinn. That's my guy. I mean, uh, first of all, you know, when the Cowboys, actually not even the Cowboys, when the Miami Dolphins, I've always liked Robert Quinn since he was in North Carolina, at North Carolina, even when he was with the Rams. I always yeah. kept an eye on him. Uh, when the Dolphins got him and I I was watching him them, him over at the Dolphins and I felt like when they said that they were probably going to move on from him, I was instantly said, we got to get him. So once we got him, I said he would be a good bookend in the fold. 11 and a half sacks. He had uh, over 30 tackles, but 11 and a half sacks, and he missed two games. Okay, he didn't play a 16-game season. He played 14 games and 11 and a half sacks. 
That is my defensive MVP because the Dallas Cowboys needed somebody else off the edge. And with DeMarcus Lawrence, even though he had a good year, he didn't have a great year sack total-wise. We needed somebody else on the edge because they lost Randy Gregory. So they needed somebody outside to be able to do that. Robert Quinn did that. He more than helped uh, the Cowboys along that line. And uh, hopefully the Cowboys can bring him back in the fold as well. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm hoping they bring him back. Because even when you look at Quinn's numbers, he, yeah. As you say, when he was with the, the, the St. Louis Rams, uh, mm-hmm. not to get confused, when he was at St. Louis, he had a 19-sack season. And mm-hmm. then since then, when he moved, you look at his figures, they were quite low. You know, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he comes back to the Cowboys. He has this resurgence. And you're hoping that you're trying to catch that lightning in a bottle with him, you know, to, mm-hmm. to end that career. Um, I'm totally with you. I do hope they bring Quinn back. He, he's yep. been instrumental with what he's done um but who is your uh mvp then brian it's only one guy for me and i haven't said it all year <laughs> like knows who are gonna say already number 38 jeffrey <laughs> i knew you were gonna say him too for some reason <laughs> he just he says it every time i already knew I, I felt what he said you already know what i'm gonna say i said he's gonna say jeff Heath. Myself and Mike, were, were when we were recording the podcast on Saturday morning ahead of the game, Mike told me Jeff Heath wasn't coming back. Jeff Heath is coming back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he earned himself a new contract on Sunday. He very well could have. But the only thing that holds Jeff Heath back when I look at it is whether they offer him a contract based on his injury history. Yeah. And you notice like little things, you know, just like he's a step slower here and there. Because where yeah. he's most mental is is gunning on special teams. Mm. Yeah, absolutely class are it. Um, but we'll move away from the defensive backs a minute. The D line. So uh, against the Redskins, big game. Did the D line do his job for change? I mean, they did. But I'm gonna look at they were playing Case Keenum. I'm I'm yeah. sorry, he's not the greatest. But they, I yeah. felt like. They did the job as far as in the passing game, but Adrian Peterson did still have a good game. I mean, he still rushed for over 80 yards. He could have had a 100-yard game if they would have continued to probably stay with the run. So I felt like the the they did their job in the pass game as well as in the secondary. They did their job. But once again, we got to understand the Redskins were missing their top player in Terry McLaurin, and he's been a absolute monster for the Redskins. He could have caused a considerable amount of problems in that game, but he didn't play. So I have to look at some of the players that didn't play in that game, too, because we I, we got to be honest with ourselves. When we played some top players or some good players, they have hurt us in the secondary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and I'm totally with you on the, the Terry McLaurin. We were quite lucky not to have him on the field because what a pickup for the Redskins. That's, that's probably one of their better draft picks in recent yeah. years. I didn't think he was going to do this. I thought he was going to be good. I watched him in the Senior Bowl. I, I obviously living out here in Ohio, I get to see Ohio yeah. State football, so I get to see him clean, cleanly. Yeah. So I got to see him in, in the Senior Bowl, for, but for him to come in and do what he did like this, that's just a testament to Ohio State and their program. They put out a lot of players, and they are successful in the NFL. Zeke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you know, <laughs> being a Cowboys fan, you can't go against Ohio State. <laughs> there it is. It's tough. Um, but, okay, uh, what would you give uh, your overall grade, Brian, to the defensive backs, not just for this game? We'll go game first and for the season. What would you give the defensive backs in general for the game first? What grade? Um, in terms of the, the game, maybe a B. I think it was one of their better games. 
But overall on a season, again, you're looking very much towards a C minus or a D. Mm-hmm. Because we all we all heard coming out of camp what they were doing. We all saw what they were doing coming out of camp and were there. Yes, iron sharpens iron. These guys are getting it back. They're getting it to wide receivers. And you just waited all season for something to happen. And it didn't. You waited for interceptions. And, you know, we waited for big plays. And it never happened. You know, it's... It's kind of left us in a position where we're going, we're, we're probably saying goodbye to our number one corner. So we have to address corner in the draft. We have one contracted starting safety. We're probably going to have to address that in the draft. And it's, it's a sad state to see that no one was even talked about during the middle of the season as getting a contract renewal. Yeah. So I think we're looking, I think, again, trying to look through the prism of who's coming in as a head coach, you're probably looking at a whole new secondary again next season. Do you agree there, Big Game? I definitely agree. Uh, just by looking at uh, just what uh, Brian said, uh, that Dallas was one of the worst teams in interception total, total yeah. and uh, turnover total in general. Um, a lot of people were saying, che- waiting for Cheeto to take that next step. He played pretty good last year, and he didn't. Uh, Byron Jones, you know, did his job, you know, shutting down his side. But once again, no interceptions, playmaking ability. Even though you're a shutdown corner, people still want to see you get those interceptions because at the end of the day, turnovers is what makes you better, especially on yeah. the defensive side. And Byron Jones still is great of a corner he is as far as shutting you down he still only has two picks in like five years that's concerning and when you have cheeto only getting one and then you are uneven with your play with jordan lewis do you play him here do you not play him you were playing anthony brown you were getting cooked and all of a sudden you start playing jordan and in the secondary i mean the safety position xavier Woods to me he was one of my guys that i thought was going to take the next step and he didn't he regressed and he yep. missed a lot of open field tackles. He dropped a lot of interceptions, and his play just didn't, was a lot more uneven toward the end of the season. So, yes, I'm going to go with Brian right here. C minus D. I'm going to just yeah, give it yeah. a D. I ain't even giving a C minus. I'm going D. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you again, mate. It was totally on the same wavelength with Xavier Woods, especially when you've seen what was going on in training camp with him. Mm-hmm. You've seen mm-hmm. what... You've, and, you, uh, and the same, remarkably, with uh, Jadobi. You were seeing mm-hmm. stuff happening, thinking, yes, here we go. This is going to be it. And it seemed to be, I think, maybe a pressure thing, perhaps? Do you think, being on an island over there? I don't know. I just feel like one thing with Chidobe, even when I watched him at Colorado, I think more when he got drafted, I made the suggestion that he should probably play some safety because he was more built for it. He wasn't with that guy that was more of a playmaker and he played some safety. And matter of fact, I did an interview with him and I asked him, would you, Mm -hmm. are you a safety or would you, are you staying corner? He said corner, but I think just because I asked him too quick, he ain't want to say nothing. I think he's he's still a more, uh, just a safety. And, um, you know, just when you watch him, he's just not that physical at the line. For all his physical attributes, when you look at him, he's not physical on the line. And that's the problem because too many receivers are getting free releases, and that's how they're getting these passes on him. Yeah, totally with you. All right, but somebody who did make a milestone uh, this weekend was Jaden Smith. He got his first uh, career interception. And um, I was just thought I'd add this in to ask you guys what you thought of that particular play. Was that um down to Jalen Smith's playability or was that just a great play call? Well, 
Hugo I'm going to go ahead and say that was a great play. Like, I didn't think he would scoop that and see how close that ball was to the ground. To see him to be able to scoop that, that was great. Um, this year, I said Jalen Smith would get 140 tackles, five sacks, and about two picks. I think he was on that pace. I didn't get to check, but I think he got close to 140 tackles. He got three sacks. Well, I think he got the sack taken away because he had the sack in the game, but it was a penalty. Um, yeah. And he had the one interception. So, um, you know what? Jalen, to me, still got to get better. You know, I'm not trying to be critical of our Cowboys players, but if you're saying you want to be a leader of the team and you want that seat on your chest, um, you still have to be able to perform in and out. And a lot of times that play was uneven for that linebacker position. And especially with this unknown with LVE, with this next situation, uh, Jalen yeah. Smith is going to have to take it even a bigger leap next year. Definitely. Uh, what are you thinking of Jalen Smith then? Bry on your season overall. I, I, I think when we were looking at this earlier in the season, when we were calling defensive MVP, in most games we were nearly all in full agreement. Jalen was Jalen was the guy. I think where things start going off for Jalen was when Leighton went out with the injuries, and there just seemed to be that regression there in him, in that he didn't have you don't want to call. Van Der Esch a comfort blanket but he just himself and Van Der Esch play so well together they know what the other guy is going to do yeah this he trusts Van Der Esch and it just was that sort of a lack of trust between who was with him in in the linebacker core once Van Der Esch went out I mean Sean Lee came in and had some absolutely fantastic games but he didn't have that same level of trust and you could see that in, in those games in the second half of the season. But I, I do agree. I I expect to see a big improvement in Jalen next year. And I'm hoping that all these neck issues with Leighton will clear up. And um, we have, as we say, two of the youngest linebackers in, in the game, two of the most elite linebackers in the game next season. Okay. And just to, uh, to drop this, and I don't know if you guys just had this notification. Uh, Jason Garrett has been reported uh, by James Slater. Jason Garrett is saying his goodbyes to everybody at, at the start. Oh, yeah. goodbye. So <laughs> that's, that's come in as we are talking. Yeah, that's well, just came I, through for me. So, well, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, saying the goodbyes. I mean, hey, I mean, it is what it is, you know. Uh, that is I, true. I, I said it at the beginning of the season. Uh, actually, I told people who follow Silver and Blue Nation, we have been talking about this since 2017. Garrett, is this going to be the situation where he's one year off, one year on? Because if you looked at his career from 2013, it was playoffs one year, playoffs no year. Playoffs, and it was the even years he made the playoffs, the odd years he missed the playoffs. And I said, would it be crazy if he did it again? And what happened? That is just crazy to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not not yeah. only did... He not make the playoffs. He just had another eight and eight season. Exactly. Yeah. That's just really, really weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, like people are talking because Ron Rivera uh, has got the head coaching job at Redskins. Mm -hmm. um, and when you look at it, you know, people are talking about the hire. When you look at Garrett and Ron's um, uh, career as a coach, they're mm. almost mirror images of each other, apart from the Super Bowl appearance. But mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. The yeah, one man. thing I say, though, that Jason Garrett has always been good at mind when you stop and you look at it is his record against NFC East opponents. Yeah, that's true. But it's like the NFC hasn't been that great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
has been uneven. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles have really been only really the competitive team because the Giants fell off fast. The Redskins, we already know what the Redskins are. You know, probably Rivera will probably bring that discipline and get them back together. I believe he will. That will be a tough out now. I'm not going to say the Redskins are going to be like the team to beat, but they are going to be a tough team now because that's what Rivera is. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll move on to like the second. Go on. You got something to say, bro? No, I was I was going to say like I mean I think the the, the Redskins are quite a talented roster. They yeah. just need someone to bring them all together. I mean, they have they have they have some great players in a lot of positions. I mean, the linebacker or sorry, not the linebacker, the running back depth they have is crazy. The Darius <laughs> guys, Bryce Love, Adrian Peterson, Chris Thompson, like that's. That's it. I I know you're not gonna. There's no elite guy in there right now, but that's a pretty good running back room. Like as we said on so- Saturday, the amount yeah. of ex Alabama defensive linemen they have. Yeah, a lot of good guys there, and you know that, that line is a monster. Yeah, and potentially Chase Young in the draft. Oh right? Lord, how mercy! <laughs> I know. Don't 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 remind me of that, please. Don't even talk about that. <laughs> like the, I look forward to the draft, but the thought of them taking Chase Young puts knots in my stomach. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what we we'll do is that we're into the second half of the show, uh, and what I did is I told you guys because we're at the end now. It's New Year's Eve. We're getting mm-hmm. into the, the new decade, so I've told you to come up with your top twenty-two. Players, 11 offense, 11 defense. Now, how you do your offense and your defense is entirely up to you. I've done mine probably different than how you guys have done it, but it's the yeah. best Cowboys roster that you can come up with uh, in the last decade. All right. So we'll start with quarterback, and I think we're all probably going to pick the yeah, same. Yeah, we already one. know who that answer is. <laughs> Are you all going wrong? No. No. Oh my, no. What? what? I'm going back. What? I'm going back. back. Okay. Back. You going with Dak? Yeah. Okay, I feel you, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a wrong answer. It's not a wrong ain't, answer. Ain't no wrong answer. Yeah. Ain't no wrong answer. <laughs> so we got That's we a got good two, one. Yeah, we got two for one moment. Through the monkey wrench already. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wonder where this is gonna go now. Uh, so running back, who have you taken, bro? You taking Felix Jones? What about the barber? <laughs> You can't argue with Barbara. Okay, so I've picked my, my roster. I've gone for two running backs, right? I don't know how you guys know whether you've done running back, full back, or you've got three wide receivers. But are we all going Zeke as your RB1? Yes. I'm going to be Zeke. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. And my second running back, I've got is DeMarco Murray. Have you yep. guys done that? Yep. Yeah. No, I've, I've, got, I've gone with, with a three receiver set. So You've gone three receiver it's it, you couldn't argue against um, Demarco being running back to no problem there at all. Okay, mm-hmm. so who have we got as your wide receivers? Then go on, big game. You go with yours first. Uh, I got Des Bryant. Uh, I got Miles Austin. Yeah, and uh, I know it's still early, but I'm gonna throw Cooper in there just because I think if he they sign him, he's gonna have a nice, long, prosperous career, and he could break some records. I've got I got the exact same three. I wish I could show you, but I've got. <laughs> There's Amari uh, uh, and Miles Austin. And then a little question mark next to Beasley, but I've got him as my kick returner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who are your three wide receivers, Brian? Yeah, I, 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 I went with Dez, Amari, and I, I went with Cole in the slot, but mm. I wouldn't be against putting Miles Austin in there as well. Absolutely yeah. not. Got him. Miles Austin. I, 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 he, uh, I, funnily enough, I think he's actually not just a great player. I think he's a great person as well. You know, mm-hmm. you, you yeah. 
he's a nice guy. All right, yeah. um, offensive line. So go through yours first big game. Who are your five offensive linemen all decade? Oh, that's tough because Cowboys had some decent players before these guys, yeah. but mm-hmm. if I'm looking at a tackle, I'm going Tyron Smith. Yeah. yeah. He came in at the same time as Garrett. Looking at the guard, um, this is where if, we're talking, if I said left guard, I'm going to keep it real. Like I really like Ron Leary. I think he was really nice for us. We should have never, ever lost him. It hurt my soul when we lost him because <laughs> he was a damn good player. And like, ironically, Ron just jumped straight into uh, just just, just stroke, jumped straight into that position and just hit the ground running. And he was like, yes, "Wow!" He was and to come in undrafted too. I mean, that's exactly. even better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, center position: Travis Frederick, right oh, guard yeah. Zach Martin, yeah. and the right tackle. I'm gonna say this guy, but only because. He had a lot of work. Is Doug Free? I'm yeah, gonna say Doug Free because he put in a lot of work. He wasn't the best, but he was a steady rock. You could always count on him week in and week out, and a lot of people loved him in the locker room. And that's why I'm throwing Doug Free on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I pretty much I've got the exact same five as you. I've got a question mark then with you. Although, sorry, my right tackle's different. I got Lyle Collins instead mm-hmm. of Doug Free. I was um, thinking about yeah. hey, layoff better, but I just gave yeah. Yeah, Doug Free because he's been there. That's it, yeah. And, and also a, a guard, I just put as a, just to give a shout out, if you remember this guy, Mackenzie Bernardo. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. 73, yeah, number 73, Mackenzie yeah. Bernardo. Yep. Yeah. Great yeah. guy. So who are your five uh, then, Brian? You got a five? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm the same. Tyron, Ron Leary, Travis, Zach, and Lyell at right tackle. They're pretty, they're pretty obvious. Yeah. And then um, tight end, we all going with the same guy. Yeah, we going with him. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the the only other one I would say was worth a shout close to Jason Witten would have been um, Martellus Bennett. Yep, that's what I was yeah. going to say, Martellus Bennett, as far as the ability. But you know what? Dallas had a pretty good tight end when they had back in the day. The only other tight end I thought had any could have had any kind of success was remember Anthony Fasano. Yes, yes. I liked him. He left and he went over it. He had a very good career. Was he was he at before 2010? Yeah, yeah, he was before because he was he was rocking with Parcells. But when he left, he went over back. I think with uh, remember Tony, uh, uh, what was this Tony Spanos? Well, he was our coach, and he went over yeah. to uh, Miami and he followed with him. He had a very good career at Miami. Okay, yeah, yeah I I remember Fasano. I I quite liked it. Okay, um, defense then. So um, it's up to you how you guys are doing it. Um, but let's go. Um, what are you going for, Big Game? You going for a, a, a four-three? I'm gonna go for a four-three. Okay. Go for a four, three. Give me your two uh, pass rushes and your two tackles, then. All right. So my tackles. Whew, Jason Hatcher will be one. Okay. Uh, yeah, because uh, he had 11 and a half. Jason Hatcher, I liked him, but the only reason why they really got rid of him because he got older, and that's why they really cut him, let, or, I mean, let him yeah. go. But he's a very good defensive tackle when he went from in and switched to tackle. Yeah. Or, or like our stuffer, we didn't really have one, but I'm going to just have to just throw Malik Collins in there just because he's had a pretty good – he had a five-sack season his rookie year. Mm-hmm. He came back this year. I believe he had close to five sacks again this year. I like those two. Um, defensive ends. D Law, I'm gonna throw D Law yeah. in there just because what he's since he's been with us, even when he's had an uneven year, he still had eight sacks his second year. 
You get what I'm yeah. saying? So I, I still like D Law right there. Uh my other defensive end, uh D Law. I mean not D Law, D Ware. We yeah. had him <laughs> not D Law, D Ware. D Ware, we already know he's a legend. He was on his way out. We understand that, but I don't care. It's D Ware. You feel me? <laughs> and I think literally every Cowboys fan. When he got his uh, Super Bowl ring with the Broncos, I think every Cowboys everybody was happy. Nobody was mad at that. No, no, no definitely. Um, I, I've got a slight twist on yours. I've got Hatcher as a defensive tackle. I've got a four three, uh-huh. um, but my other defensive tackle was Jay Ratliff. Oh yes, I, I knew Ratliff, but I was yeah, yep. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah. I'll agree with you on Jay Ratliff. All right, are you going three four or four three, Brian? Four four three. Four three. Okay, give me yeah. yours then. So I have Taco Charlton. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> More for what he's done out of the Cowboys. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, very obviously, no. The two two edge rushers are Demarcus Ware and Demarcus Lawrence. Oh, um, I, I at defense tackle, yeah, Hatcher is is obviously one. Then I I, I will admit I got stuck, and I'm going to throw in a couple of names here. Um, I think I think for the body work he's put in, Tyrone Crawford has to be in that line somewhere. That's not a bad choice. And then, and then two other names that that kind of came out to me were Jeremy Mincy and Henry Melton. They weren't there for long, but again, they were two very very solid players. Like we 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 didn't have to, an outstanding tackle um, mm-hmm. all decade, so they were they were two guys who popped up to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I just want to give a, a shout out to a guy. Um, who I think could have been absolutely massive for us uh, was David Irving. If he had just knuckled down. Oh, I, my gosh. That yeah. guy. That's what that's what really hurt us. Uh, the, on, I, I made I did a show and I said one of the things that really killed us is when David Irving decided he didn't want to play football anymore. Because just imagine if they would have had David Irving this year as the, at the defensive tackle position. Man, I've never yeah. seen somebody who's played so little and done so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. All right, then, big game. Give me your uh, three linebackers, then. All this right. I'm, a, I'm going to go with Brady James. Okay. Uh, Sean Lee. Yeah. And when I, I know this is kind of off, but Anthony Spencer was playing a lot of linebacker, so that's why I'm throwing Anthony Spencer in there, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> my three are Anthony Spencer, Sean Lee, Jalen Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, who have you got, Brian? Um, I had Sean Lee, yeah. uh, Anthony Spencer, and then yeah. I was caught between Jalen or Anthony Hitchens, and I went with Hitch in the end. Yeah, Anthony Hitchens was a he was a very steady player. Yeah, yeah, very steady. And then again, another player who was on our team that that was making strides and jumped, kind of like David Irvinstein, Rolando McLean. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Man, if he would have just been. Normal, we would have had a oh my gosh, he was just so good. Yeah. Us. If, if, he was, if he wasn't on purple drank, or yeah, and not on that lean, yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, defensive backs, then all right, we'll go uh, two cornerbacks, uh, two safeties. So if you want right. to go first, uh, then big game, I'm gonna go with Byron Jones because of the way he's transitioned, he's been locked down. We haven't had a lockdown corner like that in a very long time. And on the opposite end, I'm going to give it to Orlando Skandrick. Um, the only reason why, because Skandrick has been there and done that, he's had a great – I mean, Skandrick got on my nerves 
But if you look at him, he was one of the longest tenure cornerbacks with the Cowboys, and he gave us an attitude. So I'm gonna have to just throw Skandrick in there. Yeah, definitely great yeah. as well at the end of playing slot corner. Slot mm-hmm. corner, seen he seemed to have that position uh, put down, and like you say, one of the longest serving Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He got three uh, contracts. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I got. Uh, my two, <laughs> and one I was a little bit on the fence with. I got Byron Jones as one, and then in yeah. the end, I act and just went Jordan Lewis because uh, we've been here at UK Cowboys. We've been screaming the guy's name all year. Yeah, all right, you feel me? That's my dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the only one I was sitting on the fence with, purely on body of work, was Terrence Newman. That's where I was at too. That's why I was going back and forth with Terrence Newman, or Orlando Scandrick, but I just felt like Scandrick, you know, made it through all, made it through it all. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, um, go with uh, your two cornerbacks, Brian. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've changed this up as we were speaking. I had Terence Newman and Brandon Carr put down. But, okay, okay, but, Brandon Carr. Yeah, yes. but I, but I, 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 I'd be in agreement. Uh, Byron Jones moving the corner. I yeah, Brandon Carr. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean the great yeah. thing with Brandon Carr is the guy would make mistakes, but he had. Brilliant short-term memory. He would forget. Yeah. Never went on and just go back out there with an attitude. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, um, we'll get to the last of the defensive positions then. Safety. Who have you got all term, uh, all decade, big game for your two safeties? Uh, one of my safeties, I'm going to give it to Barry Church. Yes, um, Barry, Barry Church. Barry, Barry Church was a beast with us coming out of uh, you know Toledo undrafted. I love him, and you know what? I'm gonna just give it to you, dog. Jeff Heath the goat. I'm gonna yeah, give it to you, Jeff might. Heath. I'm gonna give it to you, Jeff Heath the goat. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to you, dog. Because you know why I'm gonna give it to you? Because every year they try to cut you, every year they try to get rid of you, and every year you keep banging. So I just gotta show you love. Yeah, you find your way. All right, um, and who are your two safeties? Well, just one. Just name one safety. You know who the other one is. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't even have to say. I, I, I agree with Big James. Barry Church and Jeff Heath, and it was easy. Definitely. And, I mean, Barry Church as well. You can't forget when he played uh, nearly a, a quarter of a season with a broken arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just went out there balling out. Right, say, uh, special teams then. So we'll go kicker, punter, kick return. Who have you got uh... on uh, my kicker is going to be Dan Bailey, of course. Yeah. Uh, punter, I'm going to have to go with Chris Jones just because he's been there forever. Uh, <laughs> punt returner, kick returner, that's hard because we ain't had nothing. Absolutely yeah. zero, zilch, nothing. Uh, I'll throw in Felix Jones as the kick returner uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was electric. Uh, punt returner, man, that's real bad. We ain't had nobody. I'll give it to uh, Dwayne Harris. Dwayne Harris, there you go. <laughs> uh, yep. I've got Beasley and Harris as my two. Um, and then uh, kicker Dan Bailey, Scott Avey, uh, Mr. Automatic, and my punter was Matt McBray. Yeah, Mike McBray. Yeah, well, I remember he was, big, he was good until he got that foot broke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> the only reason I've gone with him was his length of time, but also he's made a Pro Bowl. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so who are your two uh, kick? Specialist and your return specialists, then Brian. So I, I, I went with the puntisher, uh, yep. Chris Jones, yep. and kicker uh, Brett Maher. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Dan Bailey, Mister Automatic himself, and of course we have to give a special shout out to our our, our replacement kicker Jeff Heath. <laughs> <laughs> two out of three. He's one for one, ain't he? 
Yeah, that's right. Two for three. Two for three. That's even better. Yeah. Yeah. So stepped in, stepped into the breach. Uh, kickoff returner. Um, I'll I'll go with Felix Jones and punt returner is uh, Dwayne Harris. But mm-hmm. also a shout out to Ryan Switzer for that one. One. One that punt one that he returned. That one glimpse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one, one glimpse and one mistake. Don't forget yeah. as well. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it pretty much solidified uh, his end. But yeah, there we go. What I'll do is I'll put um, your uh, top te- uh, your top team over the next decade, over the last decade. I'll put that on our, our page and what have you, um, so people can see it, have a bit of a chat. So I'll put all of ours on there. Um, make it a bit of a talking point for everyone for the New Year's. Um, yep. but I think uh, apart from that, my friend, uh, that's it. We're going to let you shoot off and grab a beer and a whiskey or whatever it is you're going to do to celebrate. You know your yes, sir. I appreciate you. Hey, thank you very much for letting me come back on. I always have a great time with you guys. Like this is always an awesome time to talk to you guys from the UK. And like I said, I'm be coming down there soon, dog, and I'm kicking it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll take you on the Jaeger train, as we call it, basically. Take me we'll wherever you want. You want. we're gonna have to start selling tickets for that train at the rate we're going hey man we're gonna have to because we got to get that together because i gotta we got to make this happen because you know what next year is going to be that's i've seen that schedule that's an exciting schedule next year san francisco atlanta pittsburgh you got a lot of exciting teams that's going to be on that schedule so you know what I'm excited to see, you know, what's going to happen. You know, um, I'm a little leery, but I am excited because, you know what, it's just, man, we're we're right there, and it's just like we we got to find somebody to get us over this hump, man, because it's just it's uh, it's uh, frustrating for you. I know you guys and myself that we're right there, and we just keep missing it, and we just got to get over that hump, man. It, it, it'll happen. All you need is positive mental attitude. I always say that. It never there works. It I always say it. There yeah. it is. Power of positive thinking. I'm going to roll with you on that. <laughs> but yes, there we go then. But um, make sure you uh, have a great New Year's big game uh, with your, yourself and your family. Uh, we wish you a, a great 2020. Um, we will uh, be doing uh, as well a draft show. Um, we're doing weekly draft shows uh, on uh, UK Cowboys TV. So we'll have to get you back for that because I know that for you're sure. into- Oh, yeah, let's do it. Whenever you hit me up, I'm on. (laughs) But we'll definitely be doing that, and we'll get into some draft talk, get people excited over here for the draft, and obviously in America as well, because it's uh, it's not just a time of new players, it's a time of hope. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Brian, as well, for joining me. I know it's uh, getting late year, and it's New Year's Eve, so I'm going to let you go crack the champagne bottle open. And uh, we'll see you in 2020. Uh, where the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. Let's hope. Amen.